There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander. Live from Media Row at Super Bowl 58 on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good Friday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course the DraftKings Network. As Brent just mentioned, live from Media Row, Mandalay Bay, Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin. What a scene here on DraftKings Network Super Week. Segment presented by 1-800-Flowers.com. DraftKings official flowers for Valentine's. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning. How are you? Over on the couch, Mr. Bidlin. Yeah. Chilling. Might be getting real comfy over here today. Uh, I'm, I'm, t- I'm totally getting to the couch earlier today. <laughs> None of this hour up here at the desk on my throne looking down on you. Um, on it, the- it is very much like that, by the way, yeah. It's I, feel, just, I feel like I'm being talked down to right it's now. It's the Colin yeah. Coward thing, right? right. right. <laughs> Here's my word. Like, Take I it. can't possibly be right in this dyna- right. dynamic. If we, if we get in an argument, I'm wrong in this dynamic <laughs> every time. Take it down the mountain with you. <laughs> uh, on the show today, and it is our, obviously, on a Friday, our Friday, uh, our final regular numbers game time slot before Super Bowl 58. Um Rufus Peabody will join us again. He won't leave us alone. <laughs> Rufus Peabody will uh, will be here on the show, um, as will Matt Brown in his typical Friday morning spot, as will James Salinas, former Westgate uh, Super Contest winner. He will join us with his Super Bowl 58 thoughts, and Aaron Schatz will join us. Now, Aaron Schatz, who's not only the over at FTN Sports, but also the creator of DVOA, his proprietary stat, uh, Aaron is an AP voter, famously one of the 50 AP voters who voted on all the awards for the NFL Honors show last night. And we happened to be with him having dinner, you, me, Matt, and Aaron, when the awards came down. Not all of them, but certainly the back end of them. And where he is specifically uh, involved for our discussion today, (laughs) among others, is... Lamar Jackson ends up winning the MVP, let's start there, with 49 out of the possible 50 first place votes. The person who did not vote him first place, our friend Aaron Schatz. And when that news came down, not that Aaron 
in any way regrets his first place vote, which was Josh Allen, by the way. Yep. Josh Allen here, Josh Allen first, Dak Prescott second, Lamar Jackson third. Not that he regrets it in any way. Not He completely stands by it. But if you, it's just a human being thing, Lamar Jackson's first MVP, he was unanimous. This one, he falls one vote short. If you have to kind of live the rest of your life knowing that you are responsible for that, even though you are completely okay with your vote, there is a little part of you that dies inside. And so we lost Aaron for about 10 minutes of that dinner where he was just like, oh, man. Yeah, I, I can't wait for him to tell it in his own words when he yeah. joins us, but it was, I think you just laid it out perfectly. He, does, he doesn't regret what he did, you know, the, the choices that he made. I think there's sound reasoning behind what he did. He, you, we talked about the this often with him in the middle of the season of when you get this influx of data-driven voters now that we haven't had before, they're going to see this markets like this a different way than the old school voters. And that was the reason guys like him were added and they yes. might look differently than others. So I don't think it's shocking to see that. But yes, when you're the only person, well, it, it, you, it becomes a little rough. And you have to deal with Ravens fans yes. who are going to be upset with, right? So it's a whole thing. So we'll, we'll have Aaron on later. Uh, it, we thought, stupidly, as it turns out, that it was going to be a night without any drama. Well, there was plenty of it, uh, beginning with Coach of the Year, where Kevin Stefanski and D'Amico Ryan, Stefanski of the Browns, and by the way, the Browns end up with four awards, three of which were bettable. Uh, Coach of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, where Miles Garrett won it. Um, obviously, they end up winning uh, Assistant Coach of the Year, not something that was not bettable. Jim Schwartz ended up winning for Defensive Coordinator of the Year. And... Uh, and of course, we'll, we'll get to momentarily and come back player of the year. But when it started with coach of the year, Stefanski and D'Amico Ryans of the Texans end up with the same number when you tallied up the 5-4-3-2-1, voting. But Stefanski with one more first place vote and he wins the award. So everybody who had Kevin Stefanski bets, congratulations to you on that. Uh, you cash at whatever price, whatever great price you had that at. So by virtue of the first place vote tiebreaker, Stefanski wins that. And then we thought, okay, well, that will be the big story of the night. Wow, somebody won with a tiebreaker. Nope. What? Cup. Oh, go ahead. You okay with that? But we didn't really, I guess we, we, yeah, we were all at dinner. We didn't talk through this thoroughly. By the way, I, I should say with uh, with Coach of the Year, it's not one, two, three, four, five. It's one, two, three. Right. right. MVP is the only thing that's one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, so 21, 18, and six for Stefanski for a total of 165 points. 20, 21, and two for D'Amico ends up at 165 as well, but the 21 to 20 first place gives it to Stefanski. I'm okay with it. If you're going to do one, two, three or any kind of tiered voting, you're doing tiered voting for a reason. I'm very much okay with how this played out. I would have gone with D'Amico Ryans, Me but too. completely understand Stefanski winning. And as long as it was close, I can see it was close, I'm good with it. So we thought the drama was, was that. Like, that was going to be the big thing. Because, you know, defensive rookie of the year, okay. Will Anderson won it by, you know, a shade. We get it. That, that was possible. That was a very close vote, by the way, uh, between the top three. Anderson, um, Jalen Carter, and, of course, Kobe Turner. Um, the others, you know, Miles Garrett, who was at the restaurant with us last night, he ends up <laughs> yeah, winning, he <laughs> he ends up winning uh, Defensive Player of the Year. You know, that was close, but people expected that to be close. But then Comeback Player of the Year, we had kind of convinced ourselves, anecdotally, sure, but that DeMar Hamlin was going to get it. 
the one thing that Aaron Schatz got right, and we repeated it a million times on this show, though we said it, I'm not sure if we said it with comeback, we, we certainly said it with MVP, which is, you know, this could be a year because of the tiered voting where someone's not going to get the most first place votes, they're going to get the most second place, and they're going to win the award. Um, could have happened with Coach of the Year, didn't. With comeback player of the year, the shocker of the night, Joe Flacco, with 13 first place votes, 13, 26, and, and eight. So 13 first place, 26 second place, eight third place votes. Beats Damar Hamlin, who had eight more first place votes than did Flacco with 21, Ugh. but it went 21, seven, and 14. So shout out to Aaron Schatz for properly identifying this scenario. But to be completely accurate, What's, and we'll talk to Aaron about this later, too, is in this, in this award, Comeback Player of the Year, Aaron's thought was, okay, if you're not going to vote Hamlin first, he's probably completely off your ballot. He told this, uh, th this to us like two months ago, three yes. months ago, something yes. like that. And, it's, and that was very logical to me because me too. in how you sort of do the calculus on this vote, you, you know, because you and I, let's just go the trajectory of you over you and me talking about <laughs> right, this. Yeah, yeah. So over a year ago, was it over? No, not like over a year, year ago. No, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. like yes, 10 months ago, 10 months ago, I'm screaming at you <laughs> on air. He he almost died on the field. All he has to do is show up. You then set the Kelly barometer. The Kelly barometer he is has like to get back out there and I need to he needs to end up in the stat in the stat book, right? Okay. He needs to make a tackle, do something. And then he does exactly that. And one I, tackle. That's right. And I said give it to him. And you said give it to him. Yeah. And then you convinced yourself further then, and you took a little incoming for this, that if it's not Hamlin, you'd give it to Baker Mayfield over Joe well, Flacco. Well it was when the Joe Flacco stuff started yeah. up, I was and I I'm still in shock. I am in sh the third. The guy who should have finished third in this won it to me. Joe Flacco with comeback player of the year. Because, yes, it was we're giving so much credit to Joe Flacco for what he did in five games of the regular season. When Baker Mayfield did this the whole season, when nobody expected anything from the from Baker Mayfield or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. By the way, Baker Mayfield is the dude I cannot stop running into all over town. He's, Are you serious? He's everywhere. Yeah. He's everywhere. I'm going to run into Baker Mayfield and um, tell him exactly what I just said. I will tell him. I'm then, like, I know this guy killed. And then buy him like a Miller Lite. I feel like that's his beer. Here's here's the thing with, with all of this, though. So, and we'll, again, we'll talk more extensively about this after we talk about Super Bowl 58 later in the show when Shots gets here. I think we have reached the point now where even the NFL gets, they've got to redefine that award. So right now, as, as come, like, let's compare this with the NBA award of most improved. Most yeah. improved has some interpretation, but okay, it, it's, it's at least in a, in a tighter little context. With comeback player of the year, as it's stated in the, in the NFL, that is such a catch-all that ultimately comes down to your interpretation of best story of the year. And so there is some movement now to redefine this award and maybe parse it out into a couple of words. We'll talk to Aaron because I'm not sure exactly what they've landed on, but there seems to be some momentum for that. And so Joe Flacco, as I said, congratulations to those of you who had Stefanski. Even bigger congratulations <laughs> oh, to those man. of you who had Flacco. And by the way, a lot of people were giving us, you know, uh, certainly we deserved credit for the scenario where if you, you had the most second place votes, someone could sneak into one. 
people were giving us credit for the Flacco thing. I don't know that we talked about it any more than anybody else. Yeah. Um, so I, I congratulations mean, we, to all of you who had it. I mean, you and I talk a lot of awards. It's yeah. not like this was – we were definitely talking about him as he was on the rise in the awards. But you and I were sitting out at dinner last night kind of cracking up. I'm rolling through all these tweets we're getting. I'm like, I'm like, all right, here's a tweet hating on me. Here's a tweet giving us a lot of praise. <laughs> here's a tweet. I'm like, I don't even know where these are coming the from. The thing with the Flaccos, though, the Flacco Award winners, those are triple-digit ones. Yes. Like, we are in our in – our, you know, feeds. There's hundred to ones. There's hundred fifty to ones. So good on all of y'all who got that. Um, I did not see that coming in well, the end. And and we'll talk also about the fact that in Hamlin's case, there were in fact people who had him second or third, which makes no, no sense. sense. Makes I, no sense whatsoever. Like, well, I get it. He kind of died. So that's kind of good compared to what Flacco did. <laughs> they, uh, toss out this award. It's ridiculous. You yeah. need to redo it. You need to. It, it, all these voters need to be clearly. They need to know clearly what they actually are voting on. And that's just not we saw it play out. We'll have that discussion later. But first, Super Bowl 58. Chiefs and Niners. Matt Brown will join us. And I, after two weeks of giving all the, the reasons for both sides, I've made my decision. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Calshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. And this segment is presented by DiGiorno. It's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. Gil Alexander, Kelly Billet. It is a numbers game live from Media Row, DraftKings Network's Super Week here. By the way, I haven't read any tweets since we've been down here. Should I read some tweets? Sure. 
Rifle through some. Uh, this is from uh, CW Blue Jay, who says, uh, "Oh, this is a commentary on the uh, the Megapod with Rufus." He uh, sums it up by saying, "Sun versus Moon." Gil says, "The Sun gets a big check mark uh, for hottest celestial object." Rufus replies, "You really think so? I don't see that. Last year the Sun wasn't as hot. Maybe it's a small check mark." That was kind of how he did. Like argument for the sake of argument for Rufus. He'll be with us. He'll be with us a little later on. Uh, the better life. Uh, the way they introduced Comeback Player of the Year, Tim Lawson says, the way they introduced Comeback Player of the Year as performing on the highest level and returning to that level sounded like they were explaining why Hamlin was about to not get the award. It's a good call. We didn't hear that, but yeah. By the way, was it even available in Vegas? I don't think it was. I think it got blacked out here. What, Comeback Player of the Year? No, the whole show. Oh, oh really? I think so. Yeah, yeah. We were all out dinner. I had yeah. no idea. Um... No way. It was, it was blacked out For here? local, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so much, by the way, there's too many tweets to read. I'll read some later. But about the appearance from Merrill Hodge yesterday on the show, which was just absolutely uh, spectacular. So shout out to uh, Merrill Hodge, who had some very strong opinions on, of course, uh, not only Caleb Williams, but uh, really retrospectively on uh, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, which he got dead on last year. Uh, we are joined by our old primetime action co-host, and of course, well, not only that, but our Friday regular here on a numbers game all football season, the great Matt Brown, everybody, host of the All Angles Football Podcast, Football Betting Podcast, yes, and the All and the uh, and the Handle rather weekends here with Mike Samich. How you doing, man? Doing well, doing well. I'm looking. I haven't I haven't done the the leg cross yet. I see you guys with the, with the leg cross. Maybe that's like next segment or something. I'll get in with that. You gotta mix it in. We're, we're here the, for an hour and a half. The, the casual setting allows you guys got used to it yesterday, so you you went right to the leg cross oh, where I'm yeah. kind of all doing the like. Oh, okay, all right. How am I gonna I'm gonna do that next segment? Okay. Yeah. Plus, you're the guy who gets middled right, right here, right? So we can just kind of sit back and look at you like this the whole time? Yeah. Yep. Man, it was a, uh, a fine fine dinner last night with you, fellas. It was. Yes. It was yes. good stuff over there. Celebrity fine. sightings abound. Abound? Yes. Yeah, abound. Uh, All Dustin over the place. Sweetelson among yes. them. That, that, that was the biggest one. <laughs> that yeah. was the biggest one. The biggest one. <laughs> the most unexpected one, for sure, as we're like sitting there just like, oh, look sure, at that. Sure, you had your Miles Garrett's and your Jake Lakers, yeah. but there was Dustin Sweetelson. Yeah, yeah, just coming in, just rolling in. We're like, oh, From sharp look at money that. here at Visa. We, he came Happy up, birthday, Dustin. He did come over to tell us um, the most popular country singer in the world and was well. I, we was, had no was idea. In, was was at a table two two over from us. We yeah, didn't. We, we had didn't no even. Idea. The three of us did not know. <laughs> but Zach Bryant. I don't know who that is. Yeah. I know the name, but yeah. I'm not a. I, I'm a, I don't do the country music, so like yeah, no. I, I don't know either. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, Super Bowl Fifty Eight. I don't know if you know this, Matt, but mm -hmm. there is a game on Sunday. Are you aware of this? A big one. Niners Chiefs, three thirty p.m. Pacific, six thirty Eastern, where the Niners remain at this moment, Friday morning. Two-point favorites. The total still not budging, 47.5. First of all, do you think either of these will budge between now and game time? Man, that is the thing that I continue to go back and forth about because, you know, in years past, right, like you just knew it was favorites and overs. Like it was just, you know, everyone yeah. wanted to come in on the favorite. You knew that the dog money line was going to get pounded, so then you would end up getting money line value on the favorite somewhere along the way and all that. But it's, I don't know with like the 30-plus states now, like I said, the total goes from 48 to 47 and a half, and it's been stuck in the mud for a week and a half now. Like, I don't I don't, I don't, know. Maybe it ticks back to 48, but it seems like there's a willingness of people to take the under at 48, so I don't know how long it lasts when it does hit that. What have you finally decided on this? 
I played the Chiefs. Um, I got I got more prop action really than I do the stuff on the game itself. I ended up playing the Chiefs, but it's one of those deals where the handicap for me. I can see a double-digit win for the 49ers, so it's like it's a weird thing to have exactly a. Right. It's a weird thing to have a bet in on a team that you don't think can win by double digits, and you can easily talk yourself into the team that you did oh, bet yeah. on yeah. winning by. Because that digits. is the follow-up that I've asked everybody, not everybody, but most people who have had the Chiefs th- these last two weeks. My next question, well, I asked Zach, I asked Kelly, maybe not everybody. It's, but my, I, like it's said, my favorite piece of conversation about this game. Which, I think. Yeah. So if you have the Chiefs, I'm like, yeah, but if I told you a team won by double digits, who is it? Everybody without. <laughs> And blinking goes Niners. Niners. Yeah, <laughs> because you have those. Here, here's the thing. I think if you're if you're a Chiefs backer, you're probably naturally leaning towards the under. You're probably thinking, okay, the way that they go about this, these we've seen them with these long methodical drives, putting together like the seven, six, and seven minute drives and all that. Like, I don't think you want a shootout if you're with the if you're if you're on the Chiefs. I don't think that the offensive firepower for the Chiefs is going to be able to sustain a firefight with the the 49ers. And so, like you said, like I the way this gets off the rails pretty quick is if this defense for the Chiefs that has been very, very good all year and has been good in the playoffs can't figure out a way to stop this ridiculous wealth of talent that the 49ers has, and then they're just scoring every time they get the ball, and the and, and the Chiefs are just not able to keep up. And then you, next thing you know, we look up, and it's the third quarter, and like I said, they're up 11, they're up 14, they're up 70, whatever it might be. I So, again, for two weeks now, by the way, where's my camera? I have no idea where it is. For two <laughs> weeks now, I uh, for two weeks, I have said, you know, okay, here are the, again, here are the two ways to look at this game, and I'll say it one last time here beforehand, but I sort of, uh, I'll couch it like this. Again, it's the, the Jimmy the Greek T-chart where all the check marks, most of them except one, go to the Chiefs. Coach, quarterback, tight end, defense, schedule, um, kicker, and the only one that goes to the Niners is this massive offense as a group, right? They have mm-hmm. the massive check on that. That's one way to look at it. And I don't know, 75% of the people here anecdotally here at Media Row, when we have them on the show, when we talk to them, they are not necessarily betters. And they subscribe to that as, I've watched the playoffs. Clearly the Chiefs have been better and the Niners have barely gotten over these two teams. Okay, that's one god at, you know, one shrine at which people worship. The other one is, you know, Christmas Day, the day that both the Chiefs got crushed by the Raiders and the Niners got crushed by the Ravens, the Niners still would have been at worst a five-point favorite on a neutral that day. We've talked about this for two weeks. That is, and that's the other shrine to, you know, that's the other, the construct that you can view this game uh, within. And that is, that's the God that I worship mm. in the end, right? It's it's the larger sample size. That's what I believe in. And I do believe that you know, simply if they say, like, if, if they have one defensive series and Chase Young is doing dumb things, sorry, but yeah. it's kind of Chase Young. Yeah. And when, when Washington got rid of him, I sort of said, I go, Sweat's the better player. <laughs> People couldn't believe yeah. that, like all my San Francisco friends. And that played out. I think, like, he'll be off the field so quick. I think the Niners, and maybe it won't even take that, I think the Niners' defense ability to revert to what they were during the regular season, as opposed to whatever this version is we've seen them in the postseason, mm-hmm. I think that's a real possibility. And if that happens, and Mahomes has got to chase that team, yeah, I think the Niners win it. Yeah, and that's kind of the other part of the handicap, too, is if the if the run game, I think, for me, if Pacheco doesn't have success in this thing, then it could be a pretty bad day yeah. because, again, it's the – this team is just not really built to, one, play from behind, and it's certainly not built to have to go to completely nothing but but passing, right? right? Because yeah. now if you're relying your, – your de facto wide receiver one at this point is a rookie, which Rasheed Rice has been fine. Like, he's been, he's been good for them, but, again – 
that's you, now it's it's relying on a rookie. It's relying on Marcus Valdez Scantling. It's relying on trying to then at that point if they know that you're passing every single down, you have to assume extra attention gets right, made to Kelsey. Yeah. In on Kelsey. And so it's yeah. just yeah, so it becomes this whole everything gets out of whack, you know, at that point. And I think the the other thing that is is interesting to me, and I'm sitting here telling you I'm on the Chiefs talking about why I think <laughs> no, the 49ers no, or whatever. But but, way, but but the but the, uh, but, but, but the other thing is like if if the 49ers do find themselves down in this game, they are much more equipped to yes. come from behind than than the Chiefs are. Right? I mean, like what, the splash plays left and right that these that these guys had all season long. I mean, there was a game. <laughs> well, while saying that they don't yeah. want to, obviously, because it's still Mahomes, sure. but yes, they're much more equipped. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a there's a game this year in which Brock Purdy threw for 368 yards, and he threw for 368 yards on 19 completions. That's amazing. 19 completions, <laughs> 368 yards. He had 54, 45, 44, two 30s, a 27, two 25s, and a 24-yard reception in that game alone. Yeah, what is that? 18 yeah. yards, 19 and, yards per, and, per completion or something? So it's yeah. just you you look at that and you're just like, this is yeah. – that is that is why this team can come back. Yeah. And you're, I, if you're sitting there and you're holding a 49er money line ticket or even a minus two, whatever it might be, and you're down ten in the fourth quarter, I don't think you're like completely dejected and like tearing that ticket up and going and heading to the bar until like three minutes left in the in the game. You know, I think that's yeah. like when you, that's maybe when you can start to really really panic. But if I'm down ten heading in the fourth quarter holding a 49ers ticket, like I'm not. I'm not really that worried about it. Would you, considering you have Chiefs, I have Chiefs, if that situation played out, would you be grabbing any piece of 49ers in game? Or you it would not? be interesting to see what the number would yeah, be, for sure. Yeah. Well, kind of, as you're it talking would, about this. It I, would be interesting yeah. to see what, what the number would be. As good as they are at, at defending the perimeter, I mean, like, they can be had over the middle. You have Debo that can run those drag routes. You mm -hmm. have Kittle over the middle. You can start Kittle over the middle. Look at that. Kittle over the middle. Look what you did. Look what I did. I'm, I'm riding with my final exacta, the uh, the Niners over the Chiefs at 11-1. I'm riding with those MVP plays on uh, on not only Christian McCaffrey, but also Debo and Kittle. And if I didn't have any of those, I probably would have a small bet on the Niners, and that's it. Probably. We're coming back. More Matt Brown with all his prop bets next. Numbers game. Visa, the sports betting network from Media Visa Super Bowl betting guide is out now to help you bet on the big game. This year's guide features in-depth team breakdown, Steve Mackinnon's Super Bowl simulation with player projections, plus favorite prop bets, picks, and best bets from Visa hosts and guests, including how legendary sports broadcaster Brent Musburger is betting the game to get the guide and all that Visa has to offer. Become a Visa Pro subscriber today at vsin.com slash pro. Skill Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Media Row. We get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the feedback. Chris Hartman. Gil. Isn't Rodgers the odds-on favorite for comeback player of the year next year? He fits the playing for the Jets narrative. I think he kind of is. Yeah, probably. If, by the way. Wait, wait what we, is he open? What is he open? Oh, he's the short shot for sure. By the way, Dr. Uh, David Chow was walking by, and he wanted to get on the show. And I wanted the first thing I was going to say to him was, hey, you think uh, Rodgers come back from the Achilles if the Jets sneak in? <laughs> I thought that was inappropriate of me. Uh, Wilmo underscore bets. Why can't the MVP vote be submitted digitally from a cell phone? Give the voters five minutes after the game ends to submit their vote. This three-quarter award is terrible. Yeah, it is kind of sucky. Uh, and Wadzilla, thank you for the great intel as always. Woke up to this nice surprise. He has Flacco. He had 25 to 1, but still. Will help with the cost of therapy after finding out I share the same birthday as Toddy and Rufus. I hear you, man. That just means you're super-duper smart. Good for you. Uh, Aaron Schott still to come on the show, but we are graced with the presence oh, of wow. 
Oh, you don't like that intro? <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Well, very, very kind. Broke the Sorry. Ball. Hello. Stormy Bonatoni, everybody, hey. from the Lombardi line. How are you? I'm great. I appreciate you guys letting me step on. I didn't realize that you had come off of your perch and come down to the couch area. It feels a little throny, doesn't it? Like it's like the Colin Coward thing where like he's looking down from the mountaintop oh, when he's yeah. talking. I could see that. I could see that. This is definitely more comfortable, though. Sprawl out a little bit. Laid this back. Not, don't this not don't, be our don't get any ideas. All right. All right. Jeez, Louise. This is this show's thing. All Sorry. Right? This yeah. is a good nap area, though, for maybe yeah. later when we're all tired oh, yeah. and after the long day there is a uh this is gonna be old school footage but like marvin do you know what's going on marvin gay there's a there's video footage of him lying on a couch like this singing what's going on in perfect pitch i think we should do that at the end okay. like just perfect are you a singer no ma'am i am not i mean you do have like a really nice obviously a nice radio voice Thank so i you. can see that this is i don't sound like this at all for me. this is just my radio voice he, he i don't sound like sing this on the air life. the other day though he, he did say because you always makes music references i don't get it all and i'm like i need you to sing like the first like the chorus. Oh, all the Usher songs yeah, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Exactly. Do you have any, are you an Usher fan by any chance? I mean, to an extent. He's got a lot of bangers, obviously. So bangers. I know the I know the hits. Uh, do you have a sense of what the first song is? Because we have we have sort of decided that my way is going to be the. Well, the that's way. what he opens his set in town with, Correct. right? Yes. So I think that would make sense. I personally would have liked the OMG opening. Like, I thought oh, that's what it was going to be. God. I think that would have sounded do nice. They, nope, again? we're the one and done. We're cut <laughs> off. <laughs> That's all that matters. Okay. The real reason we have you on is because aren't you like super duper Niners fan? Yes. Did you grow up in the Bay? No, I, I born and raised in Las Vegas. So obviously oh, we didn't have a team. Right. And my dad was a huge Joe Montana everything. So I'm another one of those people that loves Notre Dame football and that loves the 49ers. So hey, let me ask you a question. Has your dad ever caught a pass from Joe Montana or taken a picture with Joe Montana? Pictures, yes. Oh, because we did that yesterday. Oh, really? So I, <laughs> funny, maybe not that funny of a story, but we were doing Lombardi line <laughs> here on the desk. Way to preface it. He was over, Montana was over there with Gojo and Golick on that set. And the number of times I made very uncomfortable eye contact with this man <laughs> because I love him. You know, he's, he's been an idol, even though I didn't get to watch him play. I've seen so many NFL films and highlights and we have like signed jerseys and stuff. And he's just like somebody that's huge in my life and my family's oh, life. Yeah. And I wasn't, I wasn't looking away either. Every time it happened, I was like, I'm holding on to this. Did you call so. him Mr. Montana when you talked to him? Did you, um, Montana, sir, Montana, sir, Mr. Cool, Mr. Montana, Mr. Cool. <laughs> he, uh, the Niners fans that were there yesterday, were they almost were like falling to the floor. I'm like sure. It's that kind of reaction. Well, and then like Michael, obviously Lombardi, is so cool and knows him and stuff. He's like, he's like, oh yeah, I gotta make sure I go say hi. Like, oh, so go, cool. go say hi. <laughs> Smoking Joe Montana over. Here. So are you all in? Have you made bets on the Niners? Are you backing up your love with money? So I, over like the last handful of years, just do one of those preseason bets on my team so that you have one in case they get there and you can feel good about it. So I have it from that standpoint. A little five to one future action nice. on the 49ers. What's wrong with that? And then I did that same game teaser situation here. Yeah where you bring the Chiefs up and under 54 and a half. So I did a seven point, but um, just a number I felt more comfortable with and feels like a little bit of a hedge. Do you truly believe in your, like, let's just, okay, take off your fan hat, take off the bet that you have. Like, do you believe they're actually going to do this? Where do you really believe? I certainly think that they could. 
like, I view this as more of a coin flip game than the two-point spread would indicate, right? Like, I think that it could really be anybody's game. It just depends on what you value more, whether it's the current form or the larger sample size. And I know at, from, like, with my fan hat on, I have a lot of anxiety about it because it's the Chiefs and they're playing really well right now after this felt like it was the season that they were going to be vulnerable. Meanwhile, the 49ers had so many games that they were dominant. And if this game was played maybe five weeks ago, who knows what the spread would be. But it's different right now. And the Chiefs are on and they have all the experience in the world in the biggest game. And that gives me some concern. But I also feel confident in, in the 49ers offense. And so if the if the defense can play like they did before Christmas, That's what then I'm it'll saying. come together. Come on, defense. So there's a, there's a world where I think that they yeah. win and it's and it's the best day of my life. We'll are there, see. Are there Chiefs fans walking around here that claim Joe Montana? Oh, you know, so that's funny you say that, because when we were with him Great yesterday, call. someone did say, you know, he played for the Chiefs also. <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, the, I mean, I guess when you have Mahomes, yeah. you, just, you just claim Mahomes, but I mean, like, right. you could. You could. He did play well, for it, does, it does have to be kind of cool for him, though, to have this be the Super Bowl again, that he gets yeah. both sides. So I don't feel like, you know, in a world where folks are identifying, yes. I don't feel like he identifies as a chief. <laughs> but you know I, I mean? do love, like, the story that he, that he shared about going to Kansas City, that he was like, I'm not going to stay here in San Francisco and be the backup. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? And, and it's weird to think that Joe Montana got forced out of, he you had, know, his he situation. He had big wins in Kansas City, too. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like he just sort of. Yeah. I'll put it. I've not seen any Montana Chief jerseys. Correct. Like, like, going around I, I do enjoy the idea of him at a Niners party, though, or something. And it's like he did play for the other team too. Like, it is a little odd. A little odd. Uh, I don't know if you have thoughts on this, but obviously the awards were given out last mm -hmm. night too. And we're going to talk to Aaron Schatz here momentarily, uh, who's standing on deck. He was the one guy who who didn't vote Lamar first place for MVP. Um, but famously came on our show and said, when it came to comeback player of the year, he's like, hey, you know, if if you don't have DeMar Hamlin first, you probably don't have him on the ballot. And while that wasn't exactly true, the sentiment was where DeMar did have the most first place but didn't win it. Mm -hmm. um, was it your sense, like just for, because I, I have not talked to you about this uh, or anything, Stormy, but this specifically. Wow. Well, no, because we, we don't, we, we, we don't we get know a that, chance We know to. that we're huggers, though, when that, we do see each other in the limited time. That's right. Do you feel like it's nuts that DeMar Hamlin did not win it, or do you side with the, well, no, because he didn't do it on the football field? I was one of those people that throughout the course of the season was continuing to try to make arguments for other people because I, I understood where like the Peter Kings of the world and a lot of other folks said, if he takes a snap and he is out there on the football field after having died on a football field, he should win the award. I understand that completely. And you think back to the Alex Smith argument when he nearly died with the crazy leg situation that he had. And, but he went on to not only play a snap, but to play meaningful football and meaningful games at yes. the most important position. Yes. Um, with him, when you're primarily a special teamer and you only played a handful of games, you only played a handful of snaps in those games, it's hard for me to say you should win when you see some of the other things that other people had done. And I, I love that Joe Flacco won to be like that team had to use five quarterbacks and they it's still amazing. made the playoff. It's just remarkable. Do you agree with From it? his couch. So From a couch just like this, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. It's throwing to his brother. We got a tweet, which I think is an interesting take on it, which is because we started the show by saying the Browns won four awards. Not only did they win yeah, they comeback player, they won defensive player of the year. Uh, they won coach of the year. They also won assistant coach of the year. Four awards. Didn't that win. defense was tremendous. Does that mean they're the like the most underachieving team of all time? Someone <sighs> said. Well, I mean, look at how much people like thought that they were for sure going to win that opening round game in the playoffs. So 
I, I wouldn't call them the most underachieving team in the world by any means because you win coach of the year because your team overachieved given your circumstance in my brain, right? Yeah. And then assistant coach of the year, I think Jim Schwartz makes a ton of sense when you lead that defense to the heights that they did from a unit that was kind of like subpar to being the best by far. Like there's a lot of things I think that work for that. But Flacco, I talked to Flacco last night because I for DraftKings went down and did some of the red carpet stuff and I asked him I was Humble like... Humble brag. Well, yeah. I, Look I, at that. Let me just toss in there that I went somewhere that you didn't. <laughs> you guys didn't. Okay. All right. She's like, wow. I actually was there, and I asked, and I heard y'all were not invited. <laughs> no. So red carpet, that was my first time I've ever actually done a red carpet thing. It is very congested. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, I'm surprised anyone even stopped for us because there's just hundreds of people in this line, and you just have to hope that someone will stop for you. But Flacco was one that did. Wow. And he was just talking about kind of the whirlwind of what the last couple of months have been like. And he said, you know, that time on the couch, it was, it was interesting. I ate a lot of flavored popcorn. <laughs> but, you know, I'd say this red carpet and being at NFL Honors is a little bit better. Hey, before you go, uh, do you regret almost killing Matt Brown when you guys did that show together when he had the potato chip? Or not the potato, but the other kind of chip, the hot one? That was the most entertaining thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> what if he little had, did you know you could have killed me. What if he had died, Stormy? <laughs> Listen, dead. you're not supposed to eat like five of them, and you didn't even eat a full half of the chip. Oh, wow. yes, I did. I ate the whole thing. Did you eat the whole thing? Yeah, and I died. I and then y'all left me. I just remember it was the one that turned myself. your tongue blue, and I was like, this guy's dying and his tongue's blue and feels so sad. I don't you are a trooper though for that. I sense no sympathy whatsoever. <laughs> Thank you, Stormy. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Aaron Schatz next. Numbers game. VEASAN, the sports betting. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Calshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today.
This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander. Live from Media Row at Super Bowl 58 on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, this is the offer you got to know about. There has never been a better time to have skin in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook because right now we have a VEASAN exclusive offer for new DraftKings customers. This is really, really good. Earn a $500 bonus for every $1,000 you bet up to $2,500. I will repeat that. Earn a $500 bonus bet for every $1,000 you bet up to $2,500. Quick math, that's up to $1,250 in bonus bets. Don't wait. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, but you have to use the code VSIN when you sign up, VSIN when you sign up, and earn a $500 bonus bet for every $1,000 you bet now. If we could do that, we would do that in our This is the type of stuff that I flew to Jersey to do, like in the early days of when <laughs> yes. the, the sports books were like just you know getting going. The rest of the country, yeah, this is the stuff I would literally get on an airplane to go to. I mean, Bill, you could do it from your couch, right? Yeah, yeah. Bill Krakenberger almost fell off this couch yesterday when he heard this promo read. I, I mean, it is it's as good as it gets. It's, it's a, as good as we've ever we've ever been able to offer. That's it's right. Incredible. And Crack loves himself a promo, and he knows the good ones from yeah, the exactly. bad. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, uh, he is joining us now. Had dinner with him last night while the awards. We're being given out, as we mentioned earlier on the show. He is from FTN, um, FTN Sports. He is the creator of DVOA. He is our buddy Aaron Schatz, and he joins us now. How you doing, man? It's been an interesting morning. Okay. Yeah. So let's just set the stage. Um, <laughs> let us, let's start with MVP, Lamar Jackson. When he won his first MVP, he was unanimous. Yes. Last night. I did not have a vote then. You did not. But I would have voted him number one in 2019, yes. Okay. And so yesterday, we learned that he had 49 of the 50 first place votes, and you, sir, were the one who did not vote him first place. Yep. It's me. I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> That's not what I mean. I, you stand by your... No, I do stand by my yes. choice. Absolutely. Which was? It was Josh Allen, which was very tough. I mean, first of all, it was tough to not pick Lamar number one. And then once I made the decision that that was the way I was going to go, it was very hard to pick between Josh Allen and Dak Prescott. And Dak was your number two. Dak was my number two. Lamar, three. Yes. Okay. And you even, when we were talking about this, so this happened while we were at dinner last night. And and while you stand by the vote, and you even said, like, this is why they have me voting, like, for a different perspective, it did jar you a little bit because you never want to be the only one, right? Yes, I did not do this thinking I was the only one. And in particular, when the all-pro votes came out and five of us had not put Lamar Jackson on our first team, I thought, I'm saved. I thought when the MVP comes out... The two people who voted for Dak will vote for Dak for MVP. The two people who voted for Purdy will vote for Purdy for MVP. Maybe somebody votes for McCaffrey for MVP. I'm not the only one. We're okay. Okay. So last night when it came out, the people who put Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy as first-team quarterback then did not put those players for MVP, I was very surprised. Yeah. So... We lost you for about five minutes yeah. last night during dinner. We're like, Aaron, Aaron's doing his own thing right now. You're still at the table, but you weren't really present because you were, you were sort of soaking this all in. And the impact, have you received backlash for this? Yes. I mean, first of all, I will say there have been some positive, a lot from the analytics community, you know, really positive stuff. Uh, there's been a lot of backlash, very negative, homophobic comments, lots of really mean DMs. Oh, my gosh. Um, I've had to report a couple people. It was so bad that I felt like I needed to report them. But um, also a couple people were like, I'm from Baltimore, but I read your 
argument, and I understand. For those well, that's who don't nice. know, that's at nice. ftnfantasy.com slash DVOA, which is my page, I have an article about my award winners, which refers back to a previous article about my all-pro team, which gives a very long explanation of my thought process. Uh, basically, I mean, I looked at a number of different statistics, not just my own, but SIS and PFF and ESPN's QBR and EPA. And no matter what you looked at, Prescott and Allen had better seasons than Jackson this year. Stephen A. went after you a little this Stephen morning. Stephen A. Smith went after me this morning, not knowing it was me. He didn't know who it was. Right. He said something about it must be somebody who, who wants to make sure Josh Allen will still talk to them in the locker room, which is strange because I'm not in the locker rooms. That's not my gig. And, <laughs> right. and it's nothing about Josh Allen per se. Like I said, I, I seriously considered going with Dak Prescott as well. In the end, Dak Prescott played the easiest schedule of any quarterback this year. And that's part of why his statistics were so good. And that's why I put him second and not first. What, what do you think what, when this, you know, like as the days go on and the weeks go on, this, the, 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 the heat of it will blow over. What is the, what is the thing that bothers you the most that for the end of time, your vote will have cost him a unanimous? Yeah, that people will talk about that. Yeah. And, and do you worry that he will, Lamar himself will say something to you? You know, it's funny. We talked about that last night as a possibility, and I was a little worried about it. But the fact that it hasn't happened yet, I thought if it's going to happen, he'll be at like an after party after the honors and he'll tweet or something. Yeah. Since it hasn't happened yet, I don't think that will happen. And, you know, if the time comes that I sit and meet Lamar Jackson, I will explain to him, you know, I will happily explain to him my vote and that I had him third. And third, the third best quarterback in the NFL is not a bad place to be. Right. It's when, I, it's when I say, Belichick is still on my Mount Rushmore. I just don't have him number one. I get the same sort of thing where I'm like, it doesn't mean I think he's mid, middle of the road. Right. I, I mean, yeah. I will say, look, wh the one thing that hurts are the accusations of racism. Have which, you gotten those? Which I have. And I could have avoided that by putting Dak Prescott number one. Uh, Theoret theoretically, but, I would think Dak Prescott number one would have. But obviously, those that's not what's at. But play that's not here. what's at play here at all. Oh, I mean, see, it, that's sucky. Yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, I yeah. I could play like look at my other votes. Look at how I didn't vote for T.J. Watt and I didn't vote for yeah. Christian McCaffrey. But I mean, it really is about performance on the field and numbers. And both of those things, by the way. I mean, people talk about the unquantifiable things that Lamar Jackson does and the eye test. But the fact is, if you watched Dak Prescott and Josh Allen this year, they also did unquantifiable things and passed the eye test in a way that I don't think Brock Purdy did. I'm so sorry that you're even having to endure any of that, Aaron. I really yeah. am. That's, it, that's, yeah. the tough, that's the tough accusation is that that's, you know, other stuff is you know, people calling me names is whatever. That's just Twitter. <laughs> Um, but, but like you said, I, I think one of the things here, Gil, too, yeah. is to, to, to point out in, in all of this is that your decision was based off of just I mean, your own your your own system. DBA did not have Lamar Jackson as the best quarterback in the NFL. You go to Pro Football Focus, like you said, which you also took into account, did not have him as the number one, had Josh Allen as the number one quarterback right. overall graded. If you if you, if you just uh, parse it out by just like passing grade, which we know Lamar brings more to the table than that, but I mean he was down at the you know tenth in the, in the passing grades yeah. over the course of the season for PFS. So I mean. Again, it wasn't like you like I said. It wasn't just an eye test thing. You looked, and it, the, the numbers and stuff that you, the work that you do, the work that you rely on from other guys that you consider to be smart as well, is what actually played in. If it the was decision. just my stats, if it was just my stats, but other people who did advanced stats mm -hmm. had 
things differently, I would have definitely reconsidered. Because I'm not like, oh, everything I do is right. Right, right, right. But it was like everybody's advanced stats all had the same outcome. The order was different, but the outcome was the same, which is that Jackson was third or lower in pretty much everything. Let's leave that. Let's segue to comeback player of the year, uh, which you were very prescient about the whole, you know, the one, now that we have tier voting, um, that we could have an instance that a person that didn't get the most first place votes in any category, you know, might end up not winning, um, or a person that that didn't end up with most first place votes could win, I should say. Yeah. And it ended up happening in the comeback player of the year. Um, what what we found shocking is that your your very interesting comment about if Demar is not number one, he's off the ballot entirely. That didn't happen. Some people actually did vote him second. I or don't third. understand that at all. If if either you're going for the best comeback, in which case this is the best comeback or you're going for the best player, in which case Hamlin should not be on your ballot at all. I don't understand putting him second or third. You were saying to us, to the extent that you're willing to share, that this award uh, description might change? There may be, well, right now there is no description. There may be a description next year that will help guide us in what we're voting for. There won't, they won't add an award, but they'll, they'll just make they'll, this more defined. They'll make this more defined. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, just it, you have to keep that in mind if you're you betting to. on this award yes. every year. Yes. That it could be a story. It could actually yes. be a performance. I mean, because right now it's just a catch-all yeah, story. Exactly. Right yeah. now it's yeah. a catch-all where it could be someone who just improved a lot, yeah. but it could be someone coming back from injury. Or <laughs> and there's no minimum, obviously, because Flacco played six games. Coming, <laughs> right. It's like right, someone coming off their couch like Flacco. I mean, he he came back from he didn't retire, but he basically came back from being retired. Right. It could be a lot of different things. Kelly and I just stopped talking about it at one point because we're like, we're what are we talking about? Right, we don't yeah. even know what we're talking about. It. All right. Last thing. I don't know if you know this. Super Bowl 58 is on Sunday. Yeah. Who's winning this football game? It's so interesting that the odds makers who think more like analytics people like me have San Francisco favored by two. But if you go through this room and you ask everybody who will win, 80% of these people will tell you the Chiefs. Yes. I'm trying to go with the analytics here and feel the 49ers. I'm feeling the 49ers a little bit because their offense has been so efficient this year that even if the Chiefs are back to as good as the Chiefs have been in the past, that's not as good as what the 49ers were this year. But I certainly will not be surprised if it goes the other way. Aaron, thank you so much for showing up and being stand-up about it. You always got it. You, we always got your back here. Thanks, man. FTNFantasy.com slash DVOA. My man. All right. Uh, Kelly and I will be back at this time slot, of course, Monday after the game. We'll also be here uh, on VEASAN Sunday, run up to the Super Bowl itself. We will talk to you then. Thank you, Mateo. Absolutely. Well. Also as well, Matt Brown, everybody. Good luck with Super Bowl 58. We'll talk to you right before that at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Calshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. 